No, it's, it's Gabri. Go again. One, two, three. Oh, that's beautiful. She's on. She's in. Welcome to the Michael Zarafa interview, Bree. You can pick up the mic now. We're not going to ask you too many questions. Go on, pick up the mic. Yes. Hello. Michael's given us permission to chat with you, Bree. How long have you been on the scene for, Bree? Uh, two years. Two years. She's been a calming influence on your mic, oh, on your life, Mike. She uh, helps here and there. She's a bit of a headache at times, but no, she means well. She's good, good value. With a mic in your hand, Bree, you have the opportunity to respond to Michael, whatever he says. Now, what's he like fight week? He's cutting weight, he tells me. Can he be a bit snappy? <laughs> Very snappy. Can you give me an example of something crazy that, he's do that he does during fight week? The worst case... Of a human being when they're hungry. Um, do you pre are you preparing his meals or does he do it for himself? Was nah, Mish still sending them over? No, nah, no, nah, I do it. So what's he like? What's he like? What's he allowed to eat on fight week? I always want to know what fighters don't eat. Uh, very minimal stuff. So make some fish and veggies or grilled chicken and veggies. That's pretty much all he can eat. But he does like his chocolate and lollies. She's throwing me under the bus. We're not even into the interview. She's already throwing me under the bus. <laughs> no, we're recording now, <laughs> Bray. We're recording now, Bray. Chocolate and lollies, Mike. Is that what you miss now? Mate, it's it's my weakness. I uh, Which ones? My favourite. Ooh, I'm a, I do like a Snickers. Um, yes. And I, I'm a big fan of the Hershey bars. I love Hershey bars. You like the peanuts then, right? Oh, yeah, the they're Hershey. not bad. They go all right. Pretty much anything with sugar in it, I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> of. So it's, um, it's, quite it's pretty tough you know, leading up to a fight. Chocolate during your training, uh, as in, say you're going to fight camp, right? About eight to ten weeks out. Chocolates are all right, though. Yeah, t eight to ten weeks out, you know, I've got plenty of time to cut weight and, and get fit. You know, around the three, four-week mark, I'm pretty strict on myself. You know, start, you know, grilled fish, chicken, vegetables, all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, I am human. I love I love the sugar. I'm a, I'm a massive sweet tooth. Um, but yeah, it gets pretty tough leading up to a fight, you know, two weeks out. You got anyone uh, actually advising you, like a nutritionist, on what you're supposed to be eating and um, what not? Well, with the transition to San Labruna, um, you know, we've got a guy that helps out, Blake Caprello. Um, his name's Arthur, who I've just recently met, um, and a pretty knowledgeable man. So he's helping me out with, you know, water intake and what I should and shouldn't be eating. Yeah, so we've just recently met him, and he's helping me out. So hopefully for future fights and, and down the track, he'll um, yeah, get me on the right track. But I'm pretty much you know, knowledgeable enough to, to realise what I should and shouldn't be eating. And, you know, having 27 fights now, um, you know, I've pretty much got it down pat. And so give Arthur a shout out. Was he a nutritionist by trade or? Uh, to be honest, I, I think, it, well, from his knowledge mm. and, and, you know, from how he works with Blake, I, I assume so. Um, he was in Evictus Gym in Tullamarine when I met him, which was only just last week. So um, I'm looking forward to working with him more mm. and uh, in, in more depth. So your normal weight... We're how far away? We're about a week out, right? Friday's the big five. Friday, 31st of August, Croatian Correct. Club. What are you weighing now? What are you supposed to weigh in on Thursday? So Why I'm not? a junior middleweight, 69.8. So currently I'm about 73 and a half, mm -hmm. um, you know, with four days to go. So I'll wake up in the morning, you know, high 72s, um, and then I'll just slowly taper down and, and get down a perfect, you know, 69.8 come Thursday night when I face off with Jose. The four kilos that we're talking, is that pretty much water at the moment that you've got to shed? You're not, you're not going to have to uh, strip much else off, are you? No, I'll probably lose, you know, four kilos. I'll probably lose two kilos of each, you know, being water and food. 
Um, I've got one more session in the bank left tomorrow, which will be a pad, solid pad session. And then I basically, you know, taper off and that's it, you know. So I'm hoping it comes off as well as I, I'm thinking. You've never missed weight before, have you? Never, never. never. I'm always professional when, yes. I've, when I've jumped on the scales. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to change, you know, we, we're where we need to be. And, yeah, looking forward to it, you know. Everything's good. Transition for the Sams has been good. Um, you know, we're happier mentally, physically. I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been. So I'm looking forward to it. I really feel like this is going to be a, a statement-made fight. Uh, you know, I'm hungry to get out there and, and put on a show. What do you think of fighters that miss weight, Michael? I mean, is it a form of cheating? Uh, look, to me, if, if a fighter, you know, rocks up and he's, you know, which I have had in the past and he's not in weight, um, you know, just to me, it's just unprofessional. It looks like there's holes in his preparation, mm. uh, which just shows signs of a weak fighter to me. And he's already at a disadvantage, you know, so coming that next fight, I know he's not going to be as prepped and as ready as I am. Um, I don't think, you know, in Australia, there is a fighter that works as hard as me. You know, some say I overwork. Um, but look, you know, it just shows to me that, you know, leading into your fight, you haven't been as professional as you should be. So you get, obviously you have fighters that weigh in and then they'll blow out and put a few kilos on of water afterwards. A guy that actually comes in, say two pounds or a kilo, two kilos over, does he, has he taken advantage of the situation? Because is it standard? Uh, I hear in some some forms they get uh, penalised thirty percent of their purse, which goes to you. But still, if they beat you, their career continues. Well, technically, know? yeah, because you know they're coming in at a, at a heavier weight. You know they're they're at that advantage. Um, I don't know if it's a form of cheating. To me, it's just like I said, it's just you know poor form. It's just you know not professional, and it just looks like to me that they haven't taken the fight seriously. You know, and it's just. Yeah, holes in their preparation. So it's, it, again, if you look at it, it can be a, a kind of form of cheating, I guess, you know, coming in at two, three kilos heavier, it's, they're at that advantage. So what about you in regard, you're at 73 now, is this what you the weight that you're at normally or you're a little bit heavier? How do you, what's no, comfortable? What's no, comfortable? So I'm a big dude, you know, I walk around, I'm six foot, um, you know, I can walk around anything between 78 to 80 kilos, um, you know, and then 10 weeks out, I basically try to lose a kilo each week, which is no pressure on the body. You know, I've made 66 kilos when I was at Wildcard, um, you know, with Freddie Roach and the crew. So I know I can easily make 69. Um, and like I said, I just test the waters at every camp and what I can and can't eat. Um, but I, I, I try to stay reasonably, you know, on a, on the healthy healthy diet. When I first saw you earlier this evening, I said you look taller. Michael, are you wearing high heels or uh, are you still growing? It's What's the boots. happening? I don't know. I'm still young. I'm only 26. I'm hoping right. not because yeah, well, I'm getting maybe I'm getting shorter. You're getting shorter, mate. Yeah. You're shrinking because <laughs> you're 78 to 80 kilos comfortable weight. That's and then dropping down. You say you did it at 66. What was that? How come you got down to 66 so when, easily then? When I moved over to well, when I went over to LA, um, training with Freddie Roach, the crew wanted to see what weight I could actually get down to, and 66 was, you know, we made that pretty comfortably. We only made that within two weeks of changing the diet and a hard training plan. So, um, you know, knowing that 66 I can make, you know, 69, I'll be super strong. Um, 72 was just, I found that the opponents at 72 after the weigh-in, you know, I made the comfortable weight, but after weigh-in, they were just blowing out way too much. You know, in 24 hours, I was only putting on a kilo, a kilo and a half, if that, where these guys were putting on, you know, five or six. Mm. So I was always at a disadvantage going to the fight. I just found that they were physically bigger than me. Um, skill wise, I had them, you know, matched on par, but it was just, yeah, their their physical size. That's a big difference, obviously. That the big five to six kilos on the night. Well, yeah, correct. You know, especially if you if you're fighting a four round, I mean, you can survive through it. But you know, in those later rounds when you both start fatiguing, you know, eight ten rounds in, you know, that weight 
you know, at their advantage. Mm. It does. You, you do feel it, you know, even sparring bigger boys and stuff like that, you feel it. So you come fight night with the smaller gloves and, you know, no headgear and stuff. It, it's a lot of punishment on the body, so... So 66 kilos, did you actually fight or you just worked out that you could get to 66 kilos? No, with, so we were sparring at 66. Mm. Um, you know, I was, I was sparring Hugo, uh, Ray Beltran, you know, world champion who recently just fought uh, last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so I was moving around that. I felt super strong. I just looked sick, you know, because I'm six foot, you know, 66. Mm. I just looked real lanky and, and not well. But, you know, I felt energy levels were high. You know, over there I had a proper dietitian. Uh, I had everything you know, planned out and, you know, as we had a fight over there, but fell short. Um, but yeah, no, I felt, I felt really good at 66. I wouldn't obviously go down to 66 unless it was a big, you know, world title fight or a, or a money making fight. Um, you know, it's a lot of stress on the body, but I mean, yeah, 69, I'm comfortable. You know, you can get to 66. Is there someone out there eyeing off someone that is at the 66 range saying, you know, if you need someone to fight, we can get Michael down to 66 if you need a fighter. Is there someone else out there pushing uh, you out? No, nah, not really. I nah. guess if anyone contacts me or my team, um, again, I've just, you know, signed over to Brendan Burke, who mm. works alongside, um, you know, DeBella Promotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if someone contacts him and says, look, you know, we've got a, a huge fight for Mick or, or a money-making fight or a moving forward fight at 66, you know, we all talk as a team, um, you know, Sam, um, Brendan and I, so... Um, you know, if we all sat down and, and agreed on that fight would be, you know, beneficial for us, yeah, we'll take it. You know, I'll get down to 66 and we'll do a proper training camp and, and we'd get the right people involved that, you know, I can enter that fight at maximum strength and power, you know. With Debella Entertainment. Brendan Berg is, is with Debella. Is he managing your career so, now? What's so happening? So Brendan now is my manager mm -hmm. uh, who works alongside with um, Debella Promotions. Um, and, yeah, so whenever big fights um come, come about or you know they want to get me over there in america um debella's a man brendan's a man and, and also sam labruna um you know they're all a tight tight bunch and we all work together so i'm looking forward to it you know that there's things in the pipeline um you know that have been mentioned with debella and, and and brendan and stuff like that so i'm excited you know i'll just take it fight by fight um you know like i said i'm only 26 um you know top 30 in the world so you know, i've got plenty of time um you know i'll just get over this next fight friday night and um you know we move forward how did your sister Michelle feel when you gave her the sack from being your manager? <laughs> we never, we never give her the sack. She's always a part of the team. She's always, she's done a lot for my career. Yes, uh, you know, without her, there wouldn't be this fight. You know, so everyone plays a massive role in my career, and she did for her time being. Um, but I just felt it was more, not get rid of her. It was more, um, you know, she got a family, and and you know, she it was a lot of stress on her, um, and she always put me first, and I didn't like seeing that, you know, with my little niece, nephew, and the family, and. Um, so it was just time to move forward and build on a stronger team. You know, there's eventually we would have hit that wall where she couldn't have taken me any further. And we both we both knew that. Um, but, you know, being a sister and a sibling, she did the best she could. And she did an amazing job while she was there. And um, she'll always be a part of the team and um, super grateful for her. Um, you know, not even just normal life, you know, outside of boxing. She's um, we have her ups and downs with brother and sister. But mm. I mean, she's um, she is a good person. And, yeah. She's been done a lot for me in my life. You're still in touch with her on a regular basis. Hundred percent. Yeah, we never. Yeah, we we fight like cat and dog, but we're uh, we're best mates. So. So she's still talking to you then. She still talks to me. <laughs> still get her twenty-seven and a half percent or fifty plus. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. She gets it all. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Did your brother Jason put in his resume for the managing position after Michelle uh, got off the scene? He put his word in, but um, my brother's actually very knowledgeable with boxing. And mm. at one point in my career, I. I was actually turning to him because, you know, boxing is, you know, how it is. It's a tough sport and I didn't really have too many people around me. Um, 
in certain parts of my career. So I, I did turn to him a few times, and um, you know, I've actually won some a few fights because of him. Um, you know, leading in fights and and thinking I was better than what I was, and you know, underestimating fighters, and then you know, having to turn to him and say, "Mate, what do I do in this round? This, you know, and that round." So, a uh, huge shout out to him too because he's. Uh, He's a, he's a real knowledgeable kid. I've seen him uh, at the fights, and he does call out instructions. Does Correct, by yeah. any chance you're trying to turn to him and tell him to be quiet because there's a plan? No, nah, not really. Like we, I always try to involve my family in my team. Um, you know, and, and we've got a clear understanding of what they can and can't do. Um, and I basically he just screams out what he what he sees. Um, you know, we're we're brothers, so we think alike. You know, we we're close. Um, yeah, so if he sees something that maybe I'm not, you know, even my last fight against Wade Ryan, there was a few things I was doing wrong in terms of movement. He was a southpaw. Um, you know, we, we won the fight comfortably. We, we went 10 rounds and we knew we, we had a strong game plan and we knew what we had to do. Uh, but there was a few times when he changed his game plan and I had to adjust, um, you know, and then he was on the outside calling a few things out. And I, and I heard him, I listened to him and, and they were working. So again, you know, he's a, he's a knowledgeable kid and and I'm grateful for the, for his help alongside my, my career and journey. So who dresses, Jason? He's such a beautifully dressed he man. Is, he is. doesn't come out with the Zarafa <laughs> team T-shirts. He dresses up, man. He's, he's out, he's he's out partying. He's got a bunch of Zarafa tees, and I don't think he's ever worn one of them. He, um, there is pyjama tops, I think. Right, okay. He, uh, he is a stylish little kid. He, he um, spends all his money, his work money on his clothes, I think. So uh, good on him, man. He's young, and, and he's a good-looking kid, so why not? So Prinzi, does Prinzi take care of him? I know you're sponsored. Prinzi gives you a bit of something, doesn't correct, he? Correct, correct. Prinzi, uh, he helped me out a few times with uh, some clothes when I went overseas. I've got to actually see him soon. He's got the best suits in, in Australia, I believe. He's uh, one stylish. On the planet, Mickey. Come on, just yeah, Australia. This is, is brought to you by Prinzi Collections. This actual <laughs> episode is, I forgot to mention, Prinzi Collections he is, a gun. is the sponsor here. He's no, he yes. has. He has absolutely helped me out a, a quite a bit, you know, with uh, sponsorships and suits and, and dressing me up, making me look as stylish as possible. So huge shout out to him, and uh, I'll definitely got to come see him soon to to uh, get fitted out again, and because I've outgrown my suits. Now in your in your Prinzi collection, you're probably you've grown up, you've grown taller. Yeah. <laughs> now in your Prinzi outfit, where are you taking Bree in your downtime, Bree? Oh, Is he taking you out, this kid, or what? Grab the mic, Bree. Come on. <laughs> Does he take you out? Because he's dressed very well by Prinzi Collections on corner of Algin and Rathdown. Is that right, Mick? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Right. Where does he take you, Bree? Yeah, he does take me out. He dressed. Whereabouts? Where's? Uh, do you have a favourite place that you go to? Um, we love Thai restaurants. Yes. We always go out for Thai. And was he like? Is he picky when it comes to the menu? Or oh, he's always picky. Is he out the back asking the chef? Don't put this, don't put that. Nah, when I'm not in camp, I try to enjoy a bit of few food. But I mean, yeah, when it's leading up to camp and got to take her out, I go try to eat as healthy as possible. But they, she knows like leading into a fight, you know, three, four weeks out, it gets pretty tight and I can't, you know, do the things we normally do outside of training mm. camp. But, you know, when it's eight, ten weeks out, we still, you know, we're just cruising. We still do our normal life and enjoy food. So, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to after this fight to maybe having a little bit of you know, a week or two weeks off downtime and just enjoy the foods that I've been missing out on. What is your downtime, Mick? Because I don't believe you have any <laughs> idea what downtime is. Just before you answer that, bro, is he got? Does he understand what rest is? This kid? No. No. I, so what? He before he met. tells me, what do you think his downtime is? Just training two sessions a day instead of five? What's What's happening? Downtime. What does he do? Don't, don't look at him. Don't look at her, Mick. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Let me jump in. <laughs> you will. He I want no downtime. Yeah. Every time I ring him, he's training. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Running. <laughs> Mick, you tell me. Oh what, you, what is your down? You've got two weeks after this fight, okay? You deserve a rest. You've been going pretty hard. Are you? How's your body at the moment? 
like I said, feeling man, good? I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm in, yep. I'm in tip-top shape. Um, you know, I've been training super smart. The transition to Sam's, you know, it's been quality, not quantity. Um, you know, for me, I just, I've always had that mentality, you know, where if I'm tired in a ring and going in that 12th round mm. and I'm wrecked, then he's got to be stuffed. You know, he's got to be on his deathbed because there's no way he was running as hard as I was. He wasn't doing the back as marsh hills. He mm. wasn't up at four in the morning doing sprints. I've just always believed in that, you know, and, and leading into a fight, I always take that week off. Um, so there's my body, you know, everyone says, oh, if you overtrain, you're going to, you know, you're going to burn out. But I always take that week off, you know, now I'm just cruising, enjoying it, get my weight down, doing this kind of stuff, you know, and this is my downtime, you know, this is where my body recoups and just, you know, builds back up again, you know, and then come fight night, I give it all, all I can, you know, we, we put it all out in the ring in, over the 10 rounds, 12 rounds and, and then we take a week off. But, you know, we never, I never rest, you know, people mm. say to me, you know, you fought last night. What are you doing? I've got this thing after every fight. I have to run 10Ks. And people say, why? You just fought. And I say, exactly. You know, I just fought. You know, we're on, we're on to better things now. We're moving forward. You don't drive your car in reverse. You know, we, we, we move <laughs> forward. So, um, you know, I've just always had that mentality. And, and it's worked so far, you know. And, you know, I have fallen short uh, twice in my career. But, you know, I've done a lot of great things. And, you know, in the space of six, seven years of being a professional, only 26, you know, top 30 in the world. So, and number one in my own country. So, uh, it works for me, and, and if something works, you don't change it. So that's my mentality, yeah. You mentioned quality, not quantity. When I met you a few years ago, you mentioned about the amount of work that you did. Now, this change of mentality, can you see the amount of time that you're putting in? That is a big difference, a big shift. Is there quality now over quantity? I, I believe you're still probably doing a stack, but... Yeah, so like, again, I, I do train hard, and, mm. you know, um, moving to Sam Bruners, I... You know, working alongside with Blake Caparello and, and, and the team, you know, I've seen that you don't have to, you know, kill yourself seven hours straight to, to get a workout. You know, you can break it up and instead of doing 20K straight, you know what I mean? You can do five now, five later, and you know, and, and you don't have to be so hard on yourself and, and think, oh, it's 10 o'clock, got to get my next session in by 12. And you got the whole day with professionals, you know, I don't have a full-time job. This is my job. I've made this my career. Um, so, you know, you got 24 hours of the day. You sleep eight, you know what I mean? You, you leave the rest of the day to do what you got to do. Mm. And, and uh, that's what I mean by quality. And, and with Sam, you know, it's it's just taking our time, being patient, you know what I mean, and just learning. You don't have to, you know what I mean, kill yourself flat out every day. So, so have you noticed the difference? Correct. In, yep, you I, have. I, 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 do, I do feel the difference. And, and, you know, people that I've sparred seen the difference. I'm hurting people when I'm sparring. And, you know, and come Friday, I, I believe, it, you know, I'll stop this guy. Um, just with my patience, my new style. And not even new style, just the things I've added um, you know, I'm a lot stronger, I'm a lot smarter and, and, and a lot fitter. So I'm a dangerous, dangerous kid. So the difference has this been with Sam, this particular quality over quantity sort of change or has it been coming, uh, you know, with a couple other camps? Uh, look, recently, oh, well, I believe, you know, moving to, to Sammy's, it, it started, um, you know, applying itself towards me, you know, like I've, I've really seen the difference and, and, and just my strength, you know, sitting on my punches and I've got more power in my legs, you know, because I'm not running, you know, 20 Ks a day, I've got the, the stamina and, and the power and the endurance to, to do 12 rounds with a lot of power, not just, you know, pity patter and move, you know, hit and not be hit. Now I'm, I'm hitting and hurting, you know what I mean? And, and, and following up with all my punches and, and I'm throwing punches and bunches with, with authority. So, mm. um, you know, I feel, yeah, since I've been there the last six to eight weeks, you know, a, a big difference has changed in my, in my, you know, performance and, and a lot of people have said so. So, I think, like I said, this Friday night, mm. um, you know, there's going to be statements made. 
So you haven't really told me what you're going to do next week for a bit of downtime. Are you running to Sydney ah, or something? Just to <laughs> <laughs> swim I, um, into Tassie? What are you doing? I try to average, you know, eight to ten. Oh, I used to run flat out, you know. Sometimes yeah. I just do it for, for me, it's more therapeutic. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing a 20K run, I won't set a clock or anything. I just put my headphones in and I'm just, I'm just strolling. Before you know it, I'm calling someone to come pick me up because I'm four suburbs away. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, you know, I'll do eight to ten Ks. I'll get my, 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 my KMs in and, and I just try to keep that weight down and... and and um yeah look i don't do as much sprints and, and much you know pressure on my body anymore it's just all smart work what needs to be done gets done um you know i'm recovering a lot more you know i'm taking my sundays now where i never used to um so yeah oh, like i think little things have changed you know not dramatically but the little things of you know all these little one percenters have added to my game and you know before sam's i was an 80 percent fighter now you know i'm a 100 percent fighter so and i was winning fights as an 80 percent fighter you mm -hmm. know so now i'm more dangerous so I'm really looking forward to this Friday night. You know, I'm, I'm excited. What do you got in your ears when you're running? Um, oh my God. I, uh, I'm a weird dude when I listen to music. I don't actually listen to music. I listen to these motivational, mm -hmm. you know, videos or, or, you know, songs, if you, you want yes. to put it. And it's just basically tell you, uh, you know, the not giving up and, and when you do give up, the sacrifices, you know, yep. this and that. And I don't know, Eric Thomas, I don't know if you ever heard of Eric Thomas, a motivational speaker. So I listen to him quite a lot and, uh, you know, I just drift away and just, I don't even think about the run. I'm just in my own thing. I'm just, I basically talk to myself while I'm running, you know what I mean? And, and just zone out and do my thing before you know it, 10, 12 Ks are done and I'm turning back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know how people listen to those, like, you know, um, that screamo music or whatever mm -hmm. you call it, the mm -hmm. Slipknot or Slippage. Right, or okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, all that kind of music in your ears. Maybe yeah. Bree can tell us, what is that band? Is it Slipknot or something heavy? Thrash she metal or something, Bree? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Now, how, now, you mentioned your four suburbs away. Have you actually run, oh, lost <laughs> yourself and then turned and thought, I can't be bothered running back? Yeah, well, I have how far? Been. When? I, um, What's the furthest? Back when, probably about two years ago, I was at home and I said to my sister I'm just going to go for a run she's like yeah cool and then three hours later she rings me she's like where are you and I'm like oh look you want to come pick me up I was in Oak Park so I ran from Craigieburn to Oak Park which is Craigieburn Roxy West Meadows Broad Meadows Oak Park Oak Glenroy then mm. Oak Park so I was mm. about five six suburbs away and uh which ended up being about 36 kilometers so then she turned back she had to come grab me because I wasn't I wasn't running. So was there much convincing that you needed to be picked up or? I just generally didn't realize. I just, like I said, I zone out, you know, I'm, I've got, I'm strong minded. Um, if there's a task ahead of me or I've put, you know, a task in front of me, I just, yeah, just jump it. I just, you know, push through it. And I didn't even realize I was just listening to the music, you know, had the iPod on shuffle and I was just, I was just cruising before you know it, three hours later, <laughs> I was dripping sweat in, in another suburb. <laughs> You make me feel lazy. <laughs> Do you think about what's next before the actual fight? Is that dangerous, first of all? And I never overlook my opponents. Yep. Uh, I never look past my fight. Um, you know, we talk about it, but it's never overlooked. I'll never book in another fight or have a game plan for another fight until that fight's over and done with. Um, yeah, you know, you, any fight's dangerous. Any Everyone's got, you know, everyone that jumps in the ring's got two arms and a head yep. and can throw a punch, you know, not, and you don't know what they've been doing. That's the most dangerous thing. You know, people say, oh, he lost against that guy or he lost against that guy, but there was a reason why, you know what I mean? And if they've fixed that, that reason, you know, you don't know what they've been doing in that camp, you know, so you're a different fighter as well. So uh, what he did against that opponent isn't you. So you got to watch out. So I'm, I never overlook anyone. Um, I just stick to my game plan. But then again, I don't care what, what they've done or who they've fought because they haven't fought me, you know. Mm. So uh, I just stick to what I do. 
and um, and just try to enjoy it. Yeah. So if you beat someone first round KO and you don't and you haven't taken much damage, then do you have a kind of a timeline on when you'd like to get back in the ring? Uh, look, I'm, I love being active. You know, in my career, I had it two years or a year where I didn't have many fights. Um, you know, just due to not being able to land a fight. Um, so I like to stay active. You know, four or five fights a year is is great. You know, three fights, four fights a year is is good. Um, I, I like staying active. This is my third fight for the year. You know, I've got big plans. Hopefully, if it all goes well, at the end of the year, I've got another fight on a huge card. I uh, don't want to say too much because it's, you know, obviously still in negotiations and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I'll definitely get another one by the end of the year. So that's four fights for the year, which is which is pretty good, you know. So I like staying active. And it makes the camps um, not as intense and more enjoyable because, you know, if you, you fight, you take six weeks off and then, or whatever, you know, you take your four weeks off. You're not as serious. And leading into a camp, it's a lot of pressure on the body. You know, you blow out of weight or, mm. or whatnot. Uh, where if you're staying active, it's just you're just strolling into it every day is the same. You know, you're just nice and easy, and because you're pretty much fresh. You know, you haven't taken any damage, and you just roll into it. So when you say you're unable, you were unable to land a fight. What is it? You guys are putting, uh, uh, inviting fight fighters to take you on, or you're there asking you? How does that work? You're unable to land the fight. Uh, just with you know management and stuff like that in the past. Uh, it was just a quiet year. Um, don't know the reasons. It was just a quiet year, um, you know, and, and we did throw out a few big call-outs and, and just didn't land them. So, um, you know, me and the team, we're happy to fight. If it's a moving forward fight um, and it's a beneficial fight, every fight has to mean something for me. Mm. You know, every fight has a major role in my career. And, you know, if people are calling me out that are behind me and it doesn't make any sense, regardless of who they are, who they fought, it's a backward step for me. You know, there's mm. no point of fighting number five if I'm number one, mm. you know what I mean? And, um, you know, this is where my new team now, we're, we're super smart. We're 26. We're placing ourselves now for bigger and better things. You know, we've done what we had to in Australia. Everyone they put in front of us, we beat. Um, you know, I'm yet to win on international level. Um, and, you know, that was me young at 22 years old. I'm 26 now, nearly 27, stronger, faster, you know, fitter. Um, you know, I'm a lot more patient. And, you know, I believe next time I won't fall short, I really I really do believe that, you know, I'm a, I'm a much much better fighter. You have your eye on anyone in particular? Uh, look, you know, we're, we're strolling down the WBA um, and, and obviously the current champion is Jared Hurd. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of holes in his ship. Uh, mm. You know, too many holes, the ship sinks. So mm. um, that's a fight I definitely would like um, or anyone in front of me. You know, I'm sitting number 15, give me number 14, uh, give me number 13. I'm not, I'm not fast. We don't shy away from anyone. You know, we've, we've made that clear earlier and on other interviews and um, you know, back here with yourself. We've, mm. we've said that, you know, we're not, we don't shy away from anyone. Just the fight needs to make sense for us. Now, you got the Commonwealth title, correct? Correct, yeah. Right. So you hold on to that. This weekend is not a Commonwealth title fight. No, no you're not putting up. WBA this week. I did hear there you got called out by Eddie Hearn. That's that's exciting, <coughs> don't you think? No? Yeah, yeah, like for me, it is. I'm a casual fan. I know Eddie Hearn. You know, Eddie Hearn contacted me direct. Um, did he? He rang you? Yeah, yeah, he rang me. Yeah. Then I put him onto my sister, and my sister was dealing with it for. You know, a few weeks and when we got the bigger boys involved. Um, again, you know, the fight, he offered me some good fights, but, you know, the money wasn't there and I was going over as the opponent when I'm the champion, which doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, so regardless, it's just not a smart fight. You know, it's a good exposure for that fight, but you lose, you come back to rebuilding again. We don't want to rebuild again. You know, mm. we've we've had to rebuild twice, um, you know, falling short. Um, so this this now with Brendan Burke and, and Sam LeBruner taking the reins and, and uh, manoeuvring me to the top, We've had to knock him back a few times, but he's he's interested. He wants me over there to fight, you know, Anthony Fowler, uh, Ted Cheeseman, mm. 
who are good guys, but you know, they're not well, you know, they're not world names yet, you know. So going over there for a twenty thousand dollar fight isn't really beneficial for me, you know what I mean? I'm not in no financial, you know, struggle at the moment, so I don't need to be fighting for those fights. You know, I want I want the right fights. I can hold off a year or two, and that fight will be the same fight will be worth sixty, seventy grand. Um, so now it's just being smart, playing a game of chess, moving the right pieces. Did the uh, you sure it's twenty thousand dollars or pounds? Or pounds? Correct. Pounds is you even better, me. Mick. You got me <laughs> I'm gonna say. So yeah, it'll be still, that's not that much for twenty thousand pounds to put it all on the line. Well, yeah, you know, to, be, to lose uh, a belt that you can, you know, yeah. you know, hold on for a, and defend for a year or, or so, and and you know, because you got nine months, if I'm not mistaken, to defend it. Um, you know, so there's nearly a year there. So if you defend it once, twice, there's a year, year and a half already gone. Um, and you know, that fight would be the same fight, exact same fight, maybe worth double, triple. You know, so, and we've got time. You know, everyone forgets. I'm only 26. You know I mean, I'm 26 with 27 fights already in, you know, and, and already accomplished so much, you know, won all my basic regionals, you know, and, and, and moving forward, so. He seems like he's trying to collect a few Commonwealth belts for his stable. Eddie well, Hearn. in England, obviously, the Commonwealth title is, you know, a, a prestigious title, mm. you know, and, and all the English guy. I think uh, Chris George went over and, and fought recently, well, mm. not that long ago, and lost against um, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're huge over there, and and he definitely wants my one in his court. Made it quite clear that he wants me to go over there and fight. Uh, but you know, when the time's right, it's again I'm the champion. He wants what I've got. You know what I mean? So, you know, regardless if it's Eddie Hearn or not, I've got the title. So if he wants it, you know, I mean, make it make a decent offer. I'll get in contact with my team. Uh, you know, Brendan or Sam, and and we go from there, and we and we work it. Don't ring your personal number. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? I don't answer calls anymore. I don't, <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't, I don't make no, no. I don't make. Like, I don't make decisions anymore. Did that phone call really come to your phone, or was it uh, to your sister's phone? Who, who, no, it was. Who, not, it was actually through Facebook. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, so, um, what? Like the messenger rang up. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah you rang I answered up. and I didn't believe who it was, and then I, he gave me his email, and and then. Um, he Can got, I just ask how that phone call went? Did you see Eddie Hearn? Oh, you just saw a number or Eddie Hearn? No, um, it was like the six or whatever it was. Yeah, six, four, four, yeah, uh, four, four, yeah, yeah all yeah. those numbers. And I yeah. answered and he just said, mate, you know, we just want to get in contact with potential fights. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. No worries. This is my manager, Michelle. Contact her. And he sent all the details to her. And then, yeah, just we didn't hear nothing for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, he was contacting us, trying to get us over there to fight Ted Cheeseman, the cheese man. The che- I saw the cheese man. He was, he was interviewed afterwards and he seems to be pretty... Yeah, man, look, you know, entrenched in the Hearn stable. It's a tough fight, you know. I, I never, you know, never underestimate anyone, you know. Everyone can punch and everyone can fight. So, yeah, he looked good. I believe I've got enough to beat him, you know. But again, for the right money, for mm. the right timing, you know, they wanted me to fight him on a four week notice, you know. And then yes. you got a week travel. So, you know, on our terms, we're the champion, you know what I mean? So, you, when we when we want to fight you, we contact you, more like it. Even though physically you're always ready anyway. I'm always ready. It wouldn't have been that hard. It wouldn't have been, you know, and I'd just come off a fight, um, you know, so I would have been ready, but still, you know, it's just, it's more the principle, you know, that you, in mentally, you know, you've got an eight week camp, you know I mean? You've got the climatizing time, you know, you're not rushing, you know, mentally it can sink in, you know, all right, sweet, I'm fighting in six, eight weeks. I can mentally prepare, not, you know, hey man, we're leaving England next week. You know, you got press and whatever when you land there and then you're fighting two weeks later. So, we just need more time, more adjusting, you know what I mean? And, and not even more training time, you know, I, I believe in what I do and, and it shows. So um, it was more just, yeah, prep, prepping, prepping time. So when he talks dollars with Michelle, does she actually come back to you or does she stay straight back at Eddie, Eddie? Can oh, take a she walk? She come back to me. Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, I'm the fighter. So, mm. you know, I make, regardless if everyone says yes or no, you know, it has to be A-OK for me as well. But um, I, I always try to 
have the whole team on a yes. If someone says no, I'll see why there's a no or what, mm. what we can do to, you know, get them to say yes or, you know, where there's an issue. So, she, yeah, she came back to me and told me, you know, look, this was the offer. What do you think? I said, look, you know, to be honest, on a, on a four-week notice turnaround, it, it's not really worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, all right, sweet. It'll help me out for that year. I said, but if you lose, you know, because it, it can happen. Where do you go from there? You know, we got thirty grand, which would be about thirty grand if it was twenty thousand mm, pounds. Mm. Um, you know, thirty grand. What do we do from there? You know, you, you can chill for a few weeks, but then you, you're back to working. Yeah, you that's know. your downtime. You'll spend it in There's, your downtime. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going to Bali. You buy a nice car, or you put on a house loan, or something. There, there you go. You know. There you, you go. Do? Last question with Eddie. Did he try many times? Because he's the highest profile promoter there is. Yeah, yeah. Today. He's still trying. Did he try I think a couple times recently. Uh, I think on the undercard of someone. I forgot who for. It was probably about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, he said the same thing. He called me out, said, you know, we want Michael's rapper for Fowler, Anthony Fowler. And mm -hmm. um, Brendan Burke told me, you know, check it out. You were on Sky Sports. They called you out again. So, you know, I'm on the radar there. And, and even in America, um, you know, I've been on the radar a few times. So it's good that I'm being recognized and, and you know, slowly growing. But again, we never, we got to get over Friday. You know, Friday's first. It's nice to be wanted, Mickey. Yeah, about, uh, about time, Jesus. <laughs> now, can I ask, when, just in fighting in general, if you see, if you haven't fought for a while and you'd like to, you don't do tune-ups anymore, you're at a career, Correct. at a stage in your career where there's no tune-ups, there's no more chances, as in, you know, you don't take any chances. But if you see a fight, a fighter that you think you can finish off in the ring quickly, do you take the advantage of finishing off quickly or maybe you haven't had a fight for a long time you'd like to get a bit of a workout no, in? never. I always, if I see the, if I see him hurt, I'll finish it. You know, mm. if, I, um, if I see red, I'll kill. I'm like a shark on blood. You know, you, you, don't give, you don't give him an inch because, you know, the fight can turn around within seconds. You know, he might, you may give him the end of that round, he, he regroups, figured out what he did wrong and then, you know, change a plan of attack and, and, and it may work, you know, or, or you get caught doing something stupid or your hands down or mm. whatever it may be, you may gas out or, you know, so you, if you see, you, you take it because, you know, that's what we're in there. It's kill or, or be killed. So for me, you know, if I see him hurt, you know, finish it. I don't, yeah. That's don't. the same mentality pretty much from every member of your team. The trainer's not saying, you listen, Mick, this guy seems to be a little bit underdone. Take you, it easy. Never. Get a couple of rounds under your belt and then we'll talk about next one. I reckon even if I said that, I'll, I'll still finish it. Even if he said that? Yeah, I'll still, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, not, not as in I'm not listening. It's just, you know, in my head, it's like, but what if, you know, there's always that chance because it's on me, you know, if it's like, look, trust me and he takes over, whoever, whoever was in my corner, you know, if it would be Sammy or, you know, it's, yeah, it's just how I feel, you know, in, in the ring, you, you got to finish it, you know, whether it be one round or the 10th round or the 12th round. If you've heard him, you, you know, you've done 10 weeks of training camp to what, have fun in there and, and give him a chance. You're going in there to kill him and, and, and get the win, you know what I mean? So that's how I say it. Just one more on someone that may want what you have. Another young Australian buck, Timmy Zoo. Oh, Timmy Zoo Camp. Tell me, you said that. Why would I want to go backwards? I know you're sick of this question, but I've got to ask. Timmy Zoo. He'd be good on your. He'd be good on your resume, wouldn't he? He'd be. I'd be good on his. You know, and 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 I keep. I don't stress this enough. You know, everyone sits there and says, uh, you know, fight Timmy Zoo and, and this and that. You know, what has he done for the sport? Realistically. And no disrespect to to him, you know what has he done for the sport? He, he hasn't fought anyone great. He comes off a nearly split decision win against Wade Ryan. Everyone goes crazy. I beat him over ten rounds easy, and no one says nothing. You know he's living off his father's name, and his dad did a great, great thing for our sport, and he's an absolute champion in and out the ring. You know, but for Timmy Zhu to sit there calling me out, you know what I mean? I, I think, well, what do you got to offer? You know what I mean? You you want what I've got? I don't want what you've got. You know what I mean? I got two of his belts sitting at home in my cabinet. Mm. They do nothing for me. You know what I mean? If he wants to fight me, I'm happy to fight him. 
but mm. let's do it for big money or on a big card. You know, let's not muck around and and you fly here and we'll fight you on these town hall shows. You want to fight? Let's make it happen. I guarantee you I'll beat him and I guarantee you I'll stop him with it before the rounds end. Yeah, for the casual fan, everybody knows his dad. Correct. There's some fighters in Australia that you can just mention that they know because it's in Australia, as you know, it's fighting is a niche sport. 100%. You know, but and if you get someone like a name. You say, well, he wants what you got, but don't you think fighting him will raise the pretty boy's profile and it'll be good for business, good for marketing, good for promotion for yourself? Not really, man. Like, you know, I'm onto bigger and better things. We're trying to get overseas and do great things, you know, and win world titles. I'm not trying to grow off his dad's name, you know, and, and grow off Timmy Zhu's name, you know mm. what I mean? I've been where he's at and done what he's done, you know. I'm 27 fights in, you know what I mean? And, and fought the best here in Australia. I'm sitting number one. Why would I fight someone who's number seven? You know, that's how I see things. You know, regardless if he's a good fighter or not, he probably is a great fighter, but he's not me. Mm. You know, I, I tell that to everyone. You know, and and people say, you know, fight Timmy Zoo, this and that. I said, look, man, I've never, I've never ducked Timmy Zoo. I'll, mm. I'll officially call him out on this mm. thing. I'll, I'll fight him. It doesn't matter to me. Mm. But to me, it's it's moving forward. If it's going to be for a title, you know, he's just saying, here, let's fight. Give me a come off title. Sure. You got to fight me. You got to beat me to take that off me. You know, mm. I mean, that's my title. You know, I've I've had to wait, you know, eight years for that title. I had to fight twelve rounds for that title. And now just because of his dad's name, he wants it and gets a shot. I, feel, I find that's unfair, you know. How much money is it going to take for you to fight Timmy Zoo? Because we are in the in the money business here, Mike. Come Look, on. You know, if it's an Australian fighter, which it is, you know, twenty twenty five thousand fight, I'll fight him. You know, mm. easy done. You know, mm. it's 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 a Commonwealth title. You know, that fight's going to be worth more down the track. Like I said, Eddie Hearn just offered me twenty thirty pounds, mm. which is already fifty thousand. You mm. know what I mean? So, mm. it's it's a prestigious title. It's a money value title. Um, you know, and, and giving him a chance when I've got it, you know, is, is you know, it's going to be costly. It's, it's just straight out as it is. You follow, are you, do you get sick of talking boxing, Mike? Uh, look, not at all. You know, this is my, this is my life, you mm. know, boxing. Mm. I don't have anything else. This is my life, mm. boxing. I live for boxing. Um, you know, I've done that for, since I was 10 years old and I don't know any different. If I don't mm. fight, I don't eat. This is, this is my craft, you know, mm. and uh, look, you know, there's sometimes, it can be like, you know, a repetitive question yes, or, or you say the same thing. Mm. But like at the end of the day, I love I love what I do and, mm. and it is very, very hard sport. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love boxing. You know, this is, this is my life. Bree, pick up the mic, Bree. What sort of conversations do you have with Mike? Don't have to get too personal, but are we talking boxing all the time or are you trying to switch it up once in a while? 90% of the time boxing. Boxing, yeah. So is Bree quite knowledgeable in the game? You you know what's happening and. What's on the world scene? I try to keep her up to date on yeah. me, but she's a female, you know, so she tries <laughs> oh, to... She tries to <laughs> Might have to cut that out, Mickey, because <laughs> I don't want you losing your female <laughs> audience here. <laughs> yeah. she, she changes the topic every now and then about her nails and, <laughs> and pedicures. So. probably taking your mind off the pressure of always thinking about it, Mike. Maybe she's Maybe. trying that. Maybe. Oh, she, she's good. Like I said, she helps me in, in a lot of ways, you know, and I am grateful, so... What are you watching on TV with Michael... Uh, what's on tv yeah well, that's one thing actually speaking of tv I, I never i find myself i never watch boxing oh good no, okay. we never watch, I, yeah, um, boxing. i'm not a fan i just mm. i don't maybe because i do it i mm. just mm. and then you see it and it's like that's I've, i just they're not a fan obviously the classic rockies but i mean yeah, you wouldn't see me watching a, a boxing series or, or a boxing movie a or doco or, or something like that yeah, no, no you're not just, watching that i just no i don't, I don't have know. you watched when we were kings with Muhammad Ali and when he went to Africa to fight, seen that doco? No. You haven't seen that I, one? No. Look, even the Tyson one. I just, I just generally, I just don't watch them. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah. So what are you watching? 
Do you got you have Netflix or Stan? I do, I All do. Right. I'm a big fan at the moment of uh, The Walking Dead. I don't know if you've seen. No, it. I know. I've heard of it. Very it's, popular. Um, I've watched it. I'm a bit yeah, scared of those things. Yeah, myself. it is. A, it is a bit scary. It's, yeah. it's frightening, but no, it's got a good storyline. And, and again, I just I zone out and just you know, forget about boxing and forget what I'm doing at the at the moment and, and just yeah enjoy. And I end up falling asleep watching zombies. Are so. you watching one episode at a time, or you, what's the biggest binge session you've had on Netflix? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, when I started that, I was every episode it was like, Jesus, I wanted to know what happened next, so I tuned in and, and was there for a good couple of hours just watching episode after episode, and I was racing home, finding myself racing home just to watch more episodes, then when it ended and there was no more I had to wait, I kind of got a little bit sad, and okay. I was shattered because <laughs> there was nothing left. What else? There must be, there's so much on Netflix, there must be something else that you like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, this is a good one for the, for the fans. I um. What's it called? Uh, the OC. OC, right? Okay. She, it's an old one. It's like right. Probably fifteen years old, and I hate all lovey dovey kind of yes, stuff. Yes, uh, that's with um, the blonde hair guy. Orange OC is Orange County. That's the one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was and, that on uh, Netflix? It wasn't on Netflix before Netflix. That came out before Netflix, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like fifteen years old, and she loved it. And she's like, "Can we watch it? Can we watch it?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I don't want to watch this crap." And then. We watched one episode just to keep the peace, and then I find myself when she left to go home, I was continuing watching it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just I fell in love with it. It just, yeah, it was a good good storyline. I mean, it was just, yeah, it wasn't as lovey dovey as I thought. It got a little bit, you know, towards the end, it was a little bit like the same thing, you know, he's with her, she's with him. And, but like, it was, it was, yeah, I took a bit of hours out of my life, and I was. What did you like about it? Had you watched the whole series before you put Mick on it? Yeah, yeah. You I did? Loved it, yeah. So you're happy to watch it again? Yeah, yeah. She's seen it like 10 times. Yeah, I hadn't I seen it at all. And then I yeah, <laughs> thought I'd sit down and watch it. And before you know it, I was hooked. <laughs> so now you're into your romantic comedies, Mick. I, would, I wouldn't push it that way. I, 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 would, I definitely like the OC, but I, I wouldn't give her another go. Now, can I ask, I know you don't follow boxing, but do you follow the bigger fights, the ones that are more high profile to the mainstream, you know, like the Triple G? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Like the bigger fights, I'll always tune in and watch, um, you know, obviously the Canelo and, and Triple Gs. Mm. It's an awesome saga that's happened at the moment. And yeah, definitely watch that. And Obviously, potential fights, you know, in that top 15, if they're fighting, and I know they're fighting, I'll definitely get a live stream or something because they're potential opponents. Um, you know, when Jared Heard fights, I tune in and watch all them and take notes, you know, just to see, you know, what I need to do and what, what he doesn't do that, you know, I could capitalize on. So, yeah, well, on the bigger fights and the bigger stage, I definitely watch it. But, I mean, on local scene and stuff like that and, and movies, um, I'm not a big fan of, you know what I mean? But, obviously, world-class fighters and... Um, you know, potential opponents. I'll definitely sit down and watch 100%. Any favourites at the moment that you like? Any fighters that you watch intensely? Um, no, not really. Just I mean, as a pleasure to watch. I'm like I said, I'm a big fan of Ray Beltran. Mm. Um, you know, just because we did a uh, an eight week camp together, and you know, I got real close with him, and yeah, you know, we became good friends. Um, you know, I was pretty disappointing and seeing him lose l- last night. So, um, you know, Ray Beltran's a, a good friend of mine, and yeah, I, I like him as a fighter. His style, he's tough. He walks forward. Um, you know, he, he doesn't really care. He just, he loves to fight. So, um, yeah, he's got that good attitude and again, he's, he's a good friend. So you follow the heavyweights at all? You follow what's going on there? I mean, like I seen the other day, that guy that f- jumped out the ring because he didn't get a purse or something. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see there that. was two heavyweights about to fight before the bell when he just got out the ring and just walked in the back rooms. He just Is that right? didn't want to fight. So that was pretty disappointing. I mean, for boxing, it's um, going to be a struggle for him to get in fights, you know, with promoters and stuff, seeing that stuff. But um, you know, Anthony Joshua and all these you know, bigger guys I watch when they're fighting, but you know, they're big, just big hitters, big slug hitters, so you know, not really entertaining unless someone gets knocked out. Not so, he's, 
So what you're saying is the guy walked out of the ring because he didn't get paid. Well, that was the talk. Is that the, yeah. What's the standard arrangement with fighting, if I can ask? Not necessarily any dollars or anything, but is there an order of play that as a fighter you get paid a deposit to start to train and then um, you get full payment before, just yeah, after? Everyone's, work. everyone's different. You know, some I've worked with a pro, um, promoters where they pay you before and mm. some that pay you after, some they give you a little bit before and then the rest after. Um, yeah, everyone's different depending on who you're working with and his... Um, circumstance I've got no idea but uh, before the fight yeah he just touched gloves and went outside and just went in the back rooms there you go does he get any does he get any no show money well yeah pay? that's what I mean I, he didn't get paid enough that's why so now, as you stepped in my boys asked me asked you if you could beat KSI or Logan Paul they're YouTubers you don't know them I, I know yeah I know yeah. I actually met him uh, did you he was at Traders Joe's when I was in America he was behind me getting a slab of water Right. And Who's was, that? Logan Paul? That's the one. Yeah. yeah at, uh, it was like a local Safeway over there, yep. the Traders Joe's. Yep. And um, I was with my strength and conditioning coach. He's like, oh, that's that YouTuber. Yep. Oh, again, I had no idea who he was um, and everyone was getting photos with him. And yeah, then he got on his skateboard and was on his way. But um, yeah, your boy just asked if I could beat him. And <laughs> my re reply was uh, both on the same night. So um, I didn't even see that. I, I seen a little bit on Facebook, but um, these guys surely can't be serious. I, I don't know. Is it? 38 million followers on Facebook, on, uh, apparently. They've got either combined, I don't know, but they had 800,000 by the pay-per-view, Mick. 800,000, I just looked at it, and they had about 1.2 million illegally streamed. Jesus. And then Michael Buffer announced. They even had them. Buffer? Yes, he announced. <laughs> so what I'm thinking, they, Manchester, uh, guess how many people went to the fight? How many? Have a guess. Oh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even guess. Tell me. Go. Where was it held at? It was at a soccer stadium, Manchester Arena. Jesus. 21,000 people, Mick. Jesus. They paid 10 bucks for, 10 bucks for the pay-per-view. 21,000 people. They even had a pay-per-view. They had a pay-per-view, 10 bucks, 10 pounds, I think it was, to buy the stream. Jesus. And 800,000 people apparently And we, can't, and we can't get, and, and real fighters down here in Australia can't get a little bit of TV exposure. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, Jesus. Just, it makes you think, you know, like, What's wrong with these people? You know what I mean? Like, you got legitimate fighters killing themselves, putting their body on the line, you know, giving their whole career to the sport and winning. And then you got these YouTubers. They're making the most. And they're making the most. They're turning it was a six-round fight and it went to a majority draw. Yeah, I don't know. So guess what, Mick? There's a rematch happening. <laughs> Wait, tell your boys I'm, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. <laughs> For a bit of that, I think Mick, you'd fight on the undercard, wouldn't you? To 100%, that, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll put. I'll be the real show. I think the actual uh, the rematch they say is going to be in Vegas because the other one was the first match was in England. Jeez. It's the YouTube Championship, Mick. I don't want to disappoint you anymore. <laughs> but it's like thirty-eight yeah, million followers. Jesus. My goodness. Plus the endorsements and pay-per-view stuff rides like that. Huh? What do you? Do? I read one hundred and fifty million pounds, but I don't want to believe that. 150 million pounds are going to split, but I don't want to break your heart there. I'm going to start doing some dumb stuff on YouTube, oh, I reckon. Dear. Let's do a YouTube channel. So listen, well, you know it is. People <laughs> want to know. That's what I'm saying. If you fight Tim Zoo, your profile raises. I know that you've worked a lot harder and you've been in the business a lot longer. He probably doesn't deserve a crack if he was a guy without the last name. Correct. But just, you know. I said the offer's there, you know. Well, yeah, you can, call, you can offer me. And mm. if, it's, if it's a good enough offer... Um, you know, I'm I'm not scared to fight. It's not you know I was mm. I'm not I'm not protecting anything. Oh, believe me. You know what I mean? It's just it's business. You know, what I mean, I, I've I've said he's probably a great guy. I've never met him. Never had the chance to meet him. You know, I've met his old man when I fought in Russia and and you know in earlier days as an amateur and 
I'll take nothing away from him and his family. His, his dad's an absolute champion. You know, I mean, did great for the sport. And um, I wish Timmy nothing but the best. But, you know, when, when it comes to fighting myself, you know, there's got to be something on the table. You know what I mean? It's not you, you. I've got the belt. You know what I mean? So you've had 26 fights. At this stage, I can see that you're thinking more the future in regards to your yeah, fights. I, I, Early on, I'm guessing you're a young man in a hurry. You just take everybody on. Yeah, you know, I just yep. had that mentality. You know, I'm tough. I'm young. I'll fight anyone. You know, I, every fight now, I don't see you know, week to week or month to month, I see, you know, the end result. And that's a world champion, you know what I mean? And every fight now has to play a major role in my career. You know what I mean? This one, defending my belt, regardless of who's in front of me, it's a defense. It's going to move me forward. You know what I mean? And and that's what we want. You know, we want the W. How we get it, we don't care. We want it. We'll get it. And we move forward. You know what I mean? We want bigger and better. We want Jared Hurd. That's the end goal. You know, at the, at the time now, if it's tomorrow, if it's next week, it's Jared Hurd. We want him. Because you're also protecting a lot of your sponsors too. Do they jump off if Michaels or Rafa goes down? What's or are they pretty good? Some of them have been with you for a while. Yeah, I've got, I got great sponsors, you know, like um, oh, this is where I always stuff up. Power Call. Yeah. You've got Power Call, the boys Fitness. down there. You know, How are they going? They always help me. You know, Maddie, um, Ange and Dave, you know, they've stuck by me. Have they given you the key to the place, Mickey? Um, on certain days they do, they you do? know, believe it or not. On Christmas and stuff, you know, I'll still get up and, and, and keep my, my routine. I don't break routine. Um, you know, and, and they give me the key to go down there and and uh, yeah, get a good workout in. So they've they've stuck by me. Um, you know, do I've they got, think that they could have made a lot more money off you if they charge you because you overused <laughs> the place? <laughs> they're clocking up their electricity yes, bills. Yes, yes. Uh, no, they're good guys, man. Like I said, you know, the gym's up and running, it's rolling. They're making good money. Um, you know, and, and they give back. They're they're not all about them. They they are give back people. Um, and and you know, they they they're good guys to be around leading into fights and and just during camp. All right, that's Power Core Fitness. We've looked after them. Tell me, you mentioned Christmas. Whenever last send you something, a box of goodies, is it like Christmas? You're opening up all this. Well, this will be my smell first, fresh. This will be my first Christmas Christmas with them. So hopefully, if uh, Everlast Lee and, and Shazza, if they're listening, you know they can help. Hopefully, send me something nice. And um, and yeah, no, they, they've been they've been great as well. You know, I've been with them for you know six months, eight months now. Um, you know, and everything I've needed. Yes, they've, they've gotten gotten for me. So. Um, they're awesome to have on board. Obviously, you know, best in the business. Everlast, a huge name in boxing. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just great to have. They're, they're real convenient and um, yeah, it looks good as well. You know, big sponsor, big name. Um, so, you know, they're, they're great to have on board. I've noticed the F4 Studios on your uh, shorts. They're still on board, the boys? What are Correct. they? They're a, a fashion label or something? Uh, so, they're a huge um, manufacturing, like for uniform, for fight gear, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for America. Um, from America, sorry, from LA. He's done, you know, Adrian Broner's, you know, that Devon Alexander. He's done all, all world champions, um, you know, and now I'm one of the athletes. So he does one from every country, mm. um, you know, besides America. He obviously does a few, but um, I'm the, the guy he does from Australia. So it's good to have him on board because he gets all my gear done for me. Um, and and he's, he's a really awesome dude. So do you have much say in what the gear looks like or do you send look, it out always, to people with more taste? Maybe Bree tells us colour oh, combinations. We, what do you think of the what F4 ascending Michael in regards to his fighting outfit? Yeah, I like them. Me and Michael is um, sorted out together. Does he, does he, has he picked a few colour combinations that you say, Michael, there's no way you're going out in that? Yeah, sometimes he'll put stuff together and I'm like, no, Michael. Stop. <laughs> no, I try. I might. I try. I'm just the fashion. I know how to fight. I'm not good in the fashion, but you know, my recent gear is going to be. It's out there. It's uh, a bit of a sneak peek. It's 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 very glittery. It's very out there. <laughs> Do you like the glitter? 
I like it. You like it? Stands out. How does Reptile Apparel think about you having, uh, you know, other apparel people on board? Oh, look, Is there they, enough room on the Zarafa train? <laughs> they knew, you know, coming into the fight um, that, you know, there was obviously uh, not other competitions, but I was, you know, involved with other companies. Um, so, no, he's an understanding dude and, and we're starting to grow something small and, and hopefully become big. You know, he's got a big um, plan and, and, and vision of where his company wants to go and wants to, you know, tag me along with it um, and grow together. So... Reptile's pretty cool. Um, you know, they again they're just starting out. But um I believe it's got potential if he sticks to it and you know, and, and keeps doing what he's doing, it's it's slowly growing. Is that an Australian company? Uh I be, oh, well he's from Australia, yeah, yep. but I believe it's in England and mm. a few other countries overseas. So he's doing well. You know, he's a young kid. Uh, he's only twenty five, twenty six, but um you know, he's got good people around him and, and he's just trying to chase a dream, you know, whether it be boxing or, or fashion, it's it's his thing. So what sort of gear is he uh, supply? Uh, so it's more just, you know, like your long tees, you know, your hoodies, your trackies, um, you know, your cargo pants or chinos, if, if mm -hmm. you call them, mm -hmm. um, you know, just basically everyday city wear. Um, but they're, they're cool stuff, you know, good quality and they're, they're not as expensive as like what you would, you know, go if you go to a Roger David or something. And, and if not, they're probably better in my eyes, you know, mm. so. Is yeah. he cutting Pinot Prince's grass or? Nah, look, Pinot's on, look, you know, between you and I, Pinot's a, a great man. He's on another level, you know, his stuff is, uh is out of this world it's it's really good quality wise you know but like i said pen is the best in the business now i've noticed um yeah if this talk think change psychology are these new people on the, yeah, on so the that's, team uh, what's that about tom and aggie so they're just guys i i'm a personal trainer yes um and i was just PTing this you know woman and and she said i've got a business this and that and she's a psychologist mm -hmm. i personally don't see her um you know for anything but i mean she's unreal at what she does and her husband tom who's uh a bit on building sites and stuff like that just generous people and they just mm. said look you know we 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 love how dedicated you are the discipline you show um you know and we just want to jump on board and be a part of it help you where i can and they've been a big part of my career you know with uh financial stuff and, and you know tables ticket sales as you know that's a headache as leading always into fights um so they're just yeah just great people and i also personal train them as well so um, you know, they're just good people to have on board and they've stuck by me. Have there been times, Bree, where you've told Michael you're going to need to go see a psychologist because I think you've got some pro problems <laughs> <laughs> yet? Only when he's dieting. <laughs> Only when he's dieting. <laughs> so there's a possibility you, you might... I may uh, need her. It's early her. days. It's early, early How long have they been on, on board for? Uh, probably about a year. Oh, not even a year yet. So, yeah, no. but they're, they're great people. And like I said, they said they're not going anywhere because they're, you know, they're loyal people. They're ju just genuine, you know, friends. Um, you maybe you it. don't know, but maybe the, she's already working on you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, she hangs back after her sessions and talks to me quite a lot. Well, even during your sessions. Yeah, you know? I've noticed now she's that you've said it. She's, work, <laughs> she's working yeah. into not working her as hard. <laughs> correct, correct. How often are they getting trained? Uh, train them three. Oh, well, at the moment, Tommy's um, just, you know, hurt his back during work. So he'll be out for a good six weeks. Um, but I try to do them about three, four times a week, you know. Wow, oh, okay. They're serious business. Yeah, no, they're good. You know, they and like I said, but they're more friends. I don't see them as sponsors. I see yeah. them more as friends. You know, they're just great people. We have a laugh. Um, you know, we don't even talk boxing around them, and you know, they're just they're just great people. Tommy might need a massage from Elite Performance Massage. You, Joey, yeah. Joey, Elite Massage. He's who's Joe? Joey, is he looking after your tickets as well? Yeah, Joey? he does right. it. Look, Joey recently. Um, you know, I got to give Joey a, a huge. Huge shout out, you know, he's um, started off as a friend and now he's become family, you know. He's, yes. 
he's an awesome awesome guy and you know the things he does for me he'll give you his last dollar he'll do you know he'll put you before his family and he's just a, a really really good genuine bloke and you know he's another person i want to take with me when i get to the top you know because he's been there when i've had nothing um and, and helped me heaps um so and he, he also looks after my body um repairs the body you know i've seen him today just to get fixed up and yeah, i'll see him every day for this week leading into the fight but yeah he's just an absolute guru of what he does and uh i've got to give him a, a, a huge thank you for all the stuff he's done for me uh, joey's massage is relaxing uh for for you or someone else maybe for me they're very painful he gets really? in there and and tries to maneuver and fix things you know because being a training how we train you know the body needs a lot more work than just a general um you know so he likes like, to dig in yeah he gets his elbows in there and yeah, it's not it's not pleasant it quite quite hurts you swear at him at all there's been a few arguments yes, you know arguments you know, there's been a few arguments where you know has he walked off mid massage never, never never he's he's an absolute legend he um he's he's a, he's a legend he's, he's good at what he does and you know there's been times where we've had ups and downs but you know, where, like I said, he's from a friend, he's become family, so he's a, he's a great dude. So what hurts more, a massage from uh, Joey or a tat from Addicted to Ink? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I might have to say the Addicted to Ink uh, tattoos. They're, they're another company that have uh, helped me out a great deal. Jakey um, and the boys down there, they're, they're amazing, you know, and, and not because they sponsor me. Um, I was actually getting tattooed elsewhere. You know, they've only recently done my um, tattoos and... They are honestly the best in the business. Just even the the business itself, you know, it's so clean and, and you know the hospitality over there is just is unreal. You know, they look after you. You know, they, you walk in and just such a clean. There's all graffiti on the wall. It's a real nice studio. Um, Whereabouts are they? They're located in Coburg, if I'm not correct. Yes. Um, and yeah, they're just really really cool dudes. And like you walk in, they offer you a coffee, your biscuits, and stuff like that. And they're just real generous people. They look scary with all their tattoos, but they're just real down-to-earth people. And again, they've helped me out heaps, you know, leading into fights with tables and 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 financial stuff too. So, a uh, huge shout out, shout out to Addicted to Ink. When was the last tat you got? Uh, I got the back of my leg done, uh, which was probably the start of the year. No, probably last year. Last year. I think so. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was painful. I always want to finish it, but it's just too sore. <laughs> people always say to me, "You get hit for a living." I said, "I'd rather get hit for a living than." They go back there. They just it's does it pain. affect your uh, your training when you do get attacked? Nah, you have to work really. it around that because if, if it hurts, I'm thinking you're sore for a bit. In certain areas, like you know, when I got my arms done, you know, obviously punching and stuff, you know, because the skin dries up and stuff like that. And when you're punching it, it obviously tears. Mm. Um, but my leg was alright. Like that was probably the only one that really affected me was my arm. Uh, but I got that over Christmas time five six years ago. So. Um, I wasn't really serious with. Oh, well, I was serious, but I mean, my career was just building, so I had more downtime. Where now it's, and the more time you get, it's you know crucial. So the boys need you back there. That'll be the next one you I've get. I've still got a few As tattoos. In you need to finish one. Is that how it works when you're getting tats? Do you have to finish one, yeah. theoretically, before you get a new one? Well, or? I've got a few that are undone on my body really? um, that aren't finished. Yeah, I've got really? to get a few that need to be finished. But the one on my legs still. Have a lot to, I want to get my whole leg done, to be honest, but I just uh, contemplate every time I go back in there and you know, I wake up, say, I want to get it done. And then when the pain sets in, it's like, Jesus, you know, maybe I'll hold off till next year. So it's, um, yeah, it's not, not pleasant, but they are, they are absolute gurus of what they do as well. Is it true that tattooists won't finish other tattooists work? I've heard that, you know, mm. I've obviously ever since I've been with Addicted to Ink, they've uh, only done fresh fresh work on, on myself but um yeah i've heard that as well that yeah they mm. don't want to finish 
Will your boys get addicted to finish the undone ones? Uh, well, I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping. Have you changed? If you've saying it's undone, does it mean that it needs to be coloured in, or it's half finished, half drawn? Yeah, just things added. You know, things added, shading. You know, finishing, or you know, just lines extended or whatnot. But like on my leg, for example, I've got a crown that needs more shading. Mm. Um, you know, there's more. You know, picture that needs to go around the the tiger. Um, yeah, just just added more added things. So it's not as if you've finished half a tattoo and you now after maybe two years you think mm, I don't no, even, no, even no, want to no. finish that. He hasn't <laughs> no, regretted no. any of them, Bree. No, no, not yet. No, not yet. How about you, Bree? You got a tat? Are no, you getting a tat? tat? Not tat. No. Rarity. Now, can I ask you if we miss out on Greenvale Dentistry? What do they do, the boys down there? So They're the ones that pulled your tooth out very close yeah, to your yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, that was I've had with emergency. my teeth. Yeah, so <clears throat> my teeth have always been, you know giving me grief, you know, just with uh, fillings, sparring, they chip, whatnot. I'm sure other boxers have the same issue um, just in my back ones. And I've lucky enough met Alfonso uh, from Greenvale Dentistry and him and his crew down there, they look after me. So basically any dental work, mouth guards, uh, fillings, root canal, whatever basically is wrong with my mouth, any kind of pain, um, you know, he's the man. And again, not because he sponsored me, he's just, He's unreal at what he does. Um, you know, there's that many dentists in the world or in Australia, you know, and I've been to many of them and he's obviously the best guy that I've been to. So, um, yeah, without him, I'd be in a lot of pain still. So in order of pain, ink, dentist, yeah, or uh, a massage from Joey. I'm just coughing at left, right, center, and then I fight for a living. It just doesn't make sense. Does it? something wrong with me? Maybe I need to go see Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the career after for Michael Zarafa? I know it's, you don't want to think about that, but it seems like you're going through a bit of a pain just getting to your fights on a day. You know, what's what's happening? Have you, do you think about that? Or? For me, it's just like, again, I see the end result. Mm. You know, I, I truly believe I'll be a world champion. Mm. You know, even through the struggle, mm. I can still see that end result. I never lose faith. Um, you know, there's been times where I literally want to just cry. If not, I have cried. You know, it's mm. it's... It's that tough, um, you know, because, you know, you've got the financial struggle. You know, you want fights that you're not getting. You want to be somewhere where you're not. Mm. Um, and it's just being patient. Um, but like I said, I never lose faith. So I just, you know, every day get up and do what i got to do and, and just pray to God that I get my call and get my shot. And, and when that shot comes, you know, I take it with both hands and, and, and I win a world title. And I don't, I can set myself, my family, you know, my partner up and, mm. And just build a life, you know, a better life than I had. I don't want my family to be, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. or doing 10-kilometer runs every day just to mm. try to make it, you know, ends meet. So for me, I don't fight for me. I fight for my family mm. and, and my friends and, and people that are stuck by me. So, um, you know, career after boxing, hopefully there won't be one. Hopefully I can open up my own gym and, mm. and um, you know, lead on a legacy and, and continue doing what I love. But, um, yeah, I don't really think about that. I just enjoy and live in the moment and... And again, just you know, live live day by day, really. I just realised who Aggie was. Aggie's the psychologist. Correct. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aggie might help you post career because you're just bored. Current. Yeah, we've got 200 kilometres a week to run. 100%. Now, have we looked after everyone because you're going to have to get yourself a vintage custom. Um, I'm hoping that is vintage a, a custom. Yes. Yeah, so yes. that's Joey's. No, so they do all signage. Um, my banner work and all that stuff, they buy tables for the fight. That's um, Vintage Customs? Vintage Customs, correct. So he's also Joey's... Um, Signature Commercial, are they the same? Uh, no, that's a different company. Right. So that's Rick from Yarraville. So he's um, he's just a, a friend that I met training um, with 
Chrissy Hines, my strength and conditioning yes. coach. Um, and he was just a guy that just loved loved who I was. Said, you know what, you're a good kid. I just want to help you. He owns a, uh, a business. And What's he do? What signature commercial do? Uh, he's a building yep. building company. Yep. Yeah. So he just... Um, commercial he, builder, yep, yep. yep. He's uh, very success, successful at what he does um, and, and, and a top bloke. And he said he he's one of those guys that, you know, you tag him in stuff, he'll ring you and crack it because he just, he wants no exposure. He wants okay. nothing in return. He just wants to help. He doesn't want any exposure, Mick. He wants nothing. He just... Better cut this part out then. Well, no, that's... Yeah, well, true, yeah. But I mean, he's just a general, general, like just a good bloke, you know, and just wants nothing, just wants to see a young kid succeed and chase his mm. dreams and mm. he's happy to and jump on board. But yeah, maybe... If you cut this out, yeah, vintage customs, uh, your banner going back to so, yeah, your so man, that's, that's we don't want to, yeah, know. so vintage customs. So that's Joey, my massage uh guru, he's his brother in law, okay. Uh, they're located in Tullamarine, and yeah, they do all like signage, you know, billboards and all that kind of stuff. So they've jumped on board just you know, with tickets and stuff like that, and um, you know, getting all my banners and, and printage work, and um, you know, any design, any design work that needs to be mm. done, these guys. They, these guys do it for me, um, and then they, they just recently jumped on board as well, and, and you know they they're great to have around. So um, they they're very useful. And we looked after all your sponsors. Maybe. Uh, I've also, I've also got yeah, Con Connie. He's Con uh, Manavakis, yeah. API pump supplements. Um, yeah, right, you know, yeah. Of course, of course. Geez, he gives you the kilos yeah, of gives me, uh, gives me all the stuff, you know, and looks after my body, you know, and, and without and, and and again, not because he sponsors me, you know, their stuff's generally. I've had that much supplements being in in sport my whole life, even with footy. Um, the flavors and, 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 you know, the, the quality is just unbelievable, you know, and I, I do recommend it for, for any athlete, API supplements, you can, um, find them on Instagram or Facebook, Con, Big Connie. So we're not going to have any issues if you uh, are asked to give a urine sample or something <laughs> like that, that the supplements, we have to point the finger at nah, Con. Nah, is that right? Well, if, if it all goes bad, I will. Alvarez. Oh, you're going to throw him under the bus. I'm going to throw him under the bus if all says, because he's told me that it's all clear. But The um, career's over for API. <laughs> Con, you're on notice, yes? He's on notice. He's on call. I saw you in the paper the other day, Mickey. You're happy with that? Yeah, look, it was good. You know, I, I, loved, I um, that's another thing I want to do. I, a lot of people don't see, you know, the outside of boxing. You know, people just see finished products, you know, coming to fight nights and not basically find out who I am as a person. Um, and, you know, I give back once a week to the um, Air Care Craigieburn, which is a, um, a retirement village for the old people. Um, you know, I go back and give back my knowledge and help them with fitness and just, you know, their general care. Um you know, and, and it's it's sad to see you know what they what they were and what they are now, and it just makes me you know work harder because I'll eventually you know get to that point where mm. I can't do the stuff I'm doing now. Um, you know, and when you hear their stories of what they used to do, and you know Barry Nolan, you know everyone knows Barry, and he played VFL, and you know, hearing his stories just makes you you know want to work harder because you know time's short and time waits for nobody. You know, every day I'm getting older. You know what I mean, and and just makes you appreciate life more and, and just want it more. So, um, you know, I give back to them. I go also go to schools and do public like, mm-hmm. talks at schools, you know, just telling them basically about discipline. And, and you know, I was just a, a local kid now chasing a dream and now, you know, being number one in my country and, and top 30 in the world and, you know, getting recognized by well, you know, known people like Eddie Hearn, you know, and that all that all came by just, you know, believing in myself, you know, when, when others didn't. And I, I generally still, like I said to you, believe that, when all hell goes, you know, wrong and everything's not looking, you know, sh- sun's not shining, that I, I can still be a world champion, you know, and, and 
I never lose faith. You know, every day it's hard, it's lonely. Um, you know, because obviously my my partner she works, and I'll get up, I'll run by myself, or you know, she's sometimes not at the gym, whatnot. But you know, you just got to keep telling yourself the the end goal, and that end goal is a world champion. And and there's so many people I just want to help when I get that opportunity. And, and you know, it's not for me. I, like I said, you know, my, all my sponsors I named today, my family, my friends. Um, you know, that, that's what I do it for. Mm. I mean, I don't do it for me. For me, it's you know you know i enjoy what i do but it's it's you know i'll get more out of it by giving back you know i mean i don't care if i'm not a multi-billionaire or earning floyd mayweather's money you know if i'm if i'm living comfortable you know opened up a business or, or you know giving back to my family and everyone's living comfortable around me oh, i've succeeded you know what i mean so but if you're earning floyd mayweather's money you'd complain. still be happy i now. wouldn't complain would you be complaining if he was earning the billions Bro, I don't think so. No, you'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. But I mean, again, like you know, I'd be, I'd be donating a lot of that money yep. to a lot of people, you know, because um, there's a lot of people in my life, you know, that are, <coughs> have been there and, and are still there. And um, you know, again, it's a hard sport. There's a lot of downs. Um, there's more downs than ups. And um, yeah, you know, so that's, this is why I do. And, and again, this Friday night, it's another stepping stone, and another, another moving forward fight. Croatian club Footscray. Joey, Joey's gonna he'll sell them tickets for you. If he'll you be the, yeah, Joe, who's the person? Who do they go yeah, to? Either, if they want to get either contact myself or Joey Kakonis on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. <coughs> Sorry, my voice is yep. broken. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, we still got tables and tickets left. So obviously, there's only three or four days left. So uh, yeah, be pretty quick on that, and we can organise it all for you. And if uh, KSI or Logan ring you up and they want to fight you both at the same time mate, in the same will you be get ready to go? I'm ready, mate. I'm ready. I'm ready for both of them. Maybe do a tag team with Bree. She'd probably take care of them too. Jesus. Bree. She's a scary woman, mate. She, I don't <laughs> want to get on her bad books. Thank you very much for your time, Mickey. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it, mate. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Sammy. Bree, that wasn't too bad, was it? No, it's all right. Thank you. Mr. Zarafa, all the best this Friday. If you want a ticket, you can go to find find Joey Kokonis, K-O-K-O-N-I-S, on Facebook. You can contact the Croatian club in Footscray. You can find Michael Zarafa, pretty boy, on Facebook as well. Follow him anywhere else they can follow you. Uh, Instagram as Instagram, well. Instagram, yep. Instagram, yeah, Michael, pretty boy, Zarafa, um, you know, or Facebook. Thank you, Michael Zarafa. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Brie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Exceptional People. For past episodes, please visit our website, exceptionalpeople.com.au. That's exceptionalpeople.com.au. On our website, you'll find links to iTunes where you can subscribe to this show as well as leave feedback. For Android users, there is also a link to Stitcher Radio and also a link to our Exceptional People Facebook page. You can find all those links as well as past episodes when you go to our website, exceptionalpeople.com.au. Thanks once again and bye for now.